By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. It is BS.show. Yes, that's who we are. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. What's, what's the deal with Shelly this morning? So whoever the hell Shelly is... I don't know. I mean, who is... Who, you know, every time I say Shelly... So whoever the hell Shelly is... That guy pops in. What's going on with that? We need this guy to pop in. I believe love is the answer, but I own a handgun just in case. <laughs> Old John Kennedy. Oh, uh, what a character. Okay. <laughs> this is... It's a Friday. Uh, hold on. <laughs> okay, hold on just a minute. I got to do this. I got to do this. Uh, and now we introduce Shelly. So whoever the hell Shelly is. <laughs> Better late than never to the party. What's your name again? Shelly. So whoever the hell Shelly is. <laughs> that is so funny. I can't believe that you caught that. Where did you get that? It's off a YouTube video. I told you. Some guy talking about a fake Shelby motorcycle. When, oh. when you looked at it closely, instead of saying Shelby, it said Shelly. S-H-E-L-L-Y. So that is word, so funny. So words, Not how I spell my name, but funny well, nonetheless. I, I know, but it's funny because of the fact that the guy, somebody was trying to sell this guy this custom Shelby motorcycle that was made made for Carol Shelby. And it was a cool-looking motorcycle. It was like a modified Harley, you know, like a racing kind of Harley. And when he looked at it closely, it didn't say Shelby. Sometimes it's out. Some of the things on the motorcycle said Shelby, but other times, most of the time, it said Shelly, S-H-E-L-L-Y. And he, you know, in other words, some guy was trying to say, this is a rare collector's motorcycle. It's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars when it's, you know, probably worth maybe $20,000 because it was a cool motorcycle, but it wasn't, it's not the real deal. You know, I don't know if you knew this or not. Um, Shelby, you know, like if you bought a Shelby Cobra, stuff like that right, for years right. and years and years, he actually signed the dashboard. Did you know this? I did not. He literally signed every single car that came out of their plant and he, he signed with like a Sharpie, he signed the dashboard. And it wasn't like a stamp. He actually went down and signed them, which was like, you know, one of the cool things. I got Carol Shelby's. You, do you even know who Carol Shelby is? Well, you, he's evidently the one that makes the Right, right. But bars. interesting, interesting story behind him. You know, if, if, if you, matter of fact, uh, what was, the, what was the, the deal? You had to watch the, what was that, the movie? Ford versus Ferrari, whatever stuff like that. He was. I didn't watch either one of those. He was the he was the, the Ford dude, not the Ferrari dude. And and you know the story about Lamborghini. Do you ever hear the Lamborghini story? No. You know people. I've told this story before, and people think I'm people think I'm BSing. Like I don't I don't ever I don't ever BS. I always tell the truth. Uh-huh. Mr. Lam, I think his name is like Guglio Lamborghini. He's no longer with us. But you know what he was famous for? In, and still to this day, they manufacture Lamborghini tractors. He was a tractor manufacturer. He manufactured, huh, he interesting. Man, he manufactured big farm tractors. Matter of fact, if you watch, it's sort of interesting. If you watch, do you know who uh, Jeremy uh, Clark is? You know who he is? You ever watch the, anybody who's a motorhead will know who I'm talking about. It's called, it's called Top Gear. It was this English BBC show for years. It was about cars and things like that. Anyway, they didn't do the show anymore. And Jeremy Clark did this spinoff show where he bought a farm in England and he was going to farm, you know, he was going to become a farmer. 
And one of the things he did was he went out and bought himself a Lamborghini tractor. Well, anyway, going back to the Lamborghini story, Mr. Lamborghini made a lot of money selling tractors, so he bought himself a Ferrari. And he had problems with the Ferrari, didn't, didn't like, he had problems with the clutch and the brakes or stuff like that, which once, and again, if you know anything about cars, that's not unusual. Most of these exotic cars are just a maintenance nightmare. Anyway, he had problems with, the, with his Ferrari that he bought from Mr. Ferrari, and he complained to Enzo Ferrari about it. And Enzo Ferrari essentially said, hey, if you're not happy, build your own. And he did. And he started making Lamborghini cars. And the rest is history. Because and the rest is history. Because he got a Ferrari that didn't work right. Isn't that weird? It's no. It, it's, it's standard. It does just goes to show you. It doesn't matter how much money you have or how much clout or who your friends are. If you buy something and it doesn't work, don't go back to your friends. They'll do nothing. Well, it wasn't his friend. Mister Mister Ferrari wasn't his friend. Matter of fact, they had a very contentious relationship because because Mister Lamborghini was upset that he saved up all his money to buy a Ferrari and he had problems with it. And it would be like, you know, it would be like, see, the interesting thing about it is nowadays that would never happen because you could, you know, there's all these laws now. You got the lemon law, if you get a car that, you know, matter of fact, years ago, my wife and I had a car, we bought a car that, that was a lemon and, and they literally bought it back from us. I had a car that was a lemon and they wouldn't touch it. Well, I mean, how long ago was that? Because most, Back in the 90s. Well, I think the lemon law was was there. It depends on the state. Some of the states have very, very, very strict lemon laws to the point if you go to the dealership like three times and you have the same problem, bang, you know, the government gets involved. And boy, that's, I know. that's scary. But in California, <laughs> yeah, you could have a ghost that rides in the back of your car and you can turn it into the DMV or the dealer and they will issue you a refund check. I don't know if it's that easy. <laughs> I don't think I, it's, that's what I heard. I don't think it's that easy because everybody would turn it in their cars. Then you, you just can't go. Evidently, that's what they're doing. They're renting these high-priced cars. You say driving them for three years and returning them back in. Well, no, no, hold on a minute. If for three years, that's a little bit different. Typically, if you have a, a car that's a lemon, it comes up pretty quick. It's not like after you have it for three years. I mean, you know, I mean, that was the deal with our car. I mean, within within like the first month, it had been a shop three times and it's brand new. You know, I mean, as a matter of fact, it was crazy because it would run great. You drive it home, put it in the driveway. Next morning, run, 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 run. Tow truck come, tow it away. You know, they'd do something to it. You know, go pick it back up. It'd go for three or four days. Same thing. You drive it home at night. Next morning, run, 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 It just wouldn't start. And it was weird. And then and then that problem happened numerous times. And then it was a manual transmission. It was a five-speed stick. And then the clutch went out with like, and it wasn't like we burnt up the clutch. It was just like the clutch went out. You know, I mean, in other words, you push the clutch pedal down, didn't go out of gear. It was still in gear. That happened twice. And finally, the dealer went, you know, this is not working out. And I can't remember what we traded it in for something else. I mean, essentially, they gave us pretty much all our money back on a thing. Sort of weird. A long time ago. Matter of fact. That's called customer service, Brad. Well, but yet, and, and I will tell you this, it was from a Lou Feud dealership, a Lou Fuse dealership. And the guy that took care of us, ultimately the manager, was very, very, very good to us. And, you know. Back in the day, maybe that's why Lou Fuse has been around for a long time because they take care of their customers, as opposed to, you know, 
Schwarzenegger Automotive, which is long since gone. I don't think it's gone. Yeah. By the way, do you know, we'll talk about this later. What? Uh, You know, I just thought of something I don't want to talk about right now. I have to talk about something else. Okay, do we have an interview at 730? Did you get a hold of that person? Yes, we do. Okay, and this is Don. Correct? I'm sorry? Don, correct? Yep, Don Cerniski okay. with uh, Stella's Wish. We'll talk to him at seven seven thirty. Okay, and that's Correct. a that's a rare interview because normally we don't we try not to do interviews on Friday because we try to have fun. Although you know what he's talking about, I mean it's it's got a serious side to it, but it's got a fun side to it. You know what I'm saying? I do. Okay, so we'll talk to Don. And how do you say his name again? Zerniski. And when we do the weather. Jennifer, what's her name again? Boychitsky. <laughs> You're up on these names, aren't you? <laughs> I am. I don't. I don't. I don't. Stand I a, can't drive a car for anything, but I know the names. I don't stand a chance with those names. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, the weather's supposed to be. Yesterday, the weather was really nice again. You know, it's like okay, humidity was sort of low, temperatures was good. Uh, you know, and you know, sun was out most of the day. Uh, although here we go again, uh, I, I know this is the way it is a lot of times, but right now the it, let me think the humidity it's way up there. I think do we have do we have any fog this morning? I didn't see any fog, but that's not every place where I drive. Uh, let me take a look at this real quick. Let me see where we're at as far as um, the humidity level. I think it's like in the 90s again right now. Let me look at this. Da, 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 do this right here. Do this right here. Do this right here. Uh, I'm wrong. 81%. So it's not super bad. Did you know the other day, I forgot to talk about this. The smartest woman in the world sent me this. Did you know the other day, I think it was Wednesday. Wednesday was the last day that the sun would set after 8 o'clock until sometime in April. Really? Yes. So in other words, now the sun, as of today, the sun is setting before 8 o'clock. And it won't set after eight o'clock until April, sometime in April of 2023. So huh. every, I wish we would have known that. Well, we would have, I would have taken a special picture. Well, every single day, you know, that's why. That's why I, you know, what is it, normally December 20th, 21st, whatever it turns out to be with the summer, with the winter solstice. That's always like, oh my God, yes. Every single day is getting longer now, you know? And then when you hit the day in June, being the 20th, 21st, whatever it is, then you're going like, oh, it's the longest day of the year. But that means starting tomorrow, the days get shorter again, you know? And probably by the end of this month, it'll be very noticeable that it's not staying, you know? And then again, if they do this goofy thing with the time with their, I don't know if that past or whatever it is. Where what, Missouri, the central central standard time? I don't understand. No, they're going to stay, Missouri, or, or, or yeah, I think Missouri would stay on, or is it the national thing? The national thing, I think it passed nationally. It's, it goes into effect like in a year or something like that, where we stay on daylight savings time all the time. And remember, we talked about that. When was that? Oh, yeah. In some places in the country, the sun won't come up to like 920 in the morning. Because well, that's Alaska, but that's no, just no, no, the no, way no, it no, is. No, 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 no. It's like in Maine and Rhode Island and places like that. It's in, because because you know the the northernmost state, with the exception of Alaska, is not like you know some of the western states. It's Maine because if you look at it, because you know that Maine sticks its head up way above the rest of the states. Look at the map. You ever looked at the map before? I have not. I should. By the way, did you get my? Uh, I, I I I shared something with you. Did you get it? You did. Yes. What what vehicle? Ford Focus. Huh. <laughs> I just saw it. Okay. You're not on. I'm up, I'm upset. How come you're not on that? You're missing so, social media. 
because I was too busy Doing listening nothing. to you, sir. Okay, there you go. You're disappearing on me. Guys. Let's take a break. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And... I'm not disappearing on you. No, no, no. Your, your, your audio was starting to chop up like you wanted. You remember... We get dropped almost every morning now at like 6.25, so I don't know why that is. So I'm just going to go ahead and play some commercials, and I'm going to beat it to the punch. Okay, you ready? Okay. It's 6.24. Okay. You know where that's from? It's Where? Be, it's be, Come on, with that song. You know where that song, the song's from? You know what that song's... It, the, it, the, I do. What? What is it from? Something about Mary. No. It's... Yeah, because they get married. No, it's in it's in Hitch. Where they get hit, they oh, get married. Oh, that's right. It is a hitch. You don't know your movies. I'm the movie king. I do know the movie. I, I know mean, the movie. I can describe the movie to you. I just I mean, I'm s- confused. I'm such a movie nerd. When a new movie comes out, man, I'm there at the theater waiting for the first. I'm the, always in line for the very first tickets they sell. Any movie that comes out, I'm there. I don't know if that. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know if that's true? How, are you doubting me? Is that what you're telling me? You're doubting me? I am a doubting Shelly. Oh, boy. Boy, I'm telling you what. So what were you going to tell me? About what? I don't know. You said, oh, I have something to send you or give you or talk to you about. Yeah, you looked at but it. But I don't want to do it on air. Oh, my God. Uh, but there's weird stories. Okay, how about this one? Okay, lady is, and I'm not making this up, and I'm not making fun of this. This is one of these things where... You think about your life, and you think about all the things that have happened in your life. This lady is 63 years old. She died the other day. She was killed the other day in on a beach in South Carolina. Are you ready for this? Uh-huh. And you're going to call BS on me when I say when I say this story. But her name is her name is Tammy Peralt or Peralt. Peralt, P-E-R-R-E-A-U-L-T, Tammy Peralt, 63 years old. She's on the beach enjoying herself on the beach in uh, Garden City, South Carolina. One minute she's alive, the next minute she's dead. A wind came up, a wind came up, and a beach umbrella impaled her in the chest. Oh my goodness. Yes, a wind came up on the beach, a big gust of wind. It picked up somebody's umbrella the umbrella went flying through the air. The tip of the umbrella hit her right in the chest and killed her instantly. Is that bizarre or what? I mean, I mean, I mean, and, and what's interesting, I'm reading this story and they talk about not the first time this has happened. I'm going like, what? <laughs> you know, there's talks about there's other incidents of this happening. Uh, it's said, get this, around every year, every year, Around 3,000 people are injured by beach umbrellas. Did you know that? That doesn't surprise me. And, and some people, they don't have the exact statistics, but some people, their injuries become fatal. But they say 3,000 people a year are injured by beach umbrellas. This is according to the Consumer Product Safety Commission. This woman, unfortunately, uh, yeah, here we go. In, in 2016, Lottie Michelle Belk of Chester, Virginia, was killed by a flying beach umbrella on Virginia Beach in a similar manner. Um, in that instance, the umbrella anchored in the sand was picked up by a strong wind gust of wind blowing it into Belk's body. Police stated the, the umbrella stabbed Belk 55 in the chest and her cause of death with penetrating blunt force trauma, according to local stations. So it's not the first time this has happened. If someone said to you, 
hey, when you go to the beach, watch out for those flying umbrellas. They could kill you. You go like, yeah, right. You know, wouldn't most people say, yeah, yeah, that's BS. There's no way a beach umbrella is going to kill you. 3,000 people a year are injured by it. I'm going like, you know, now here's the interesting thing. Where do they keep it? Because um, if, if they have all these beach umbrellas, where are they keeping them during the winter? I don't know, but this isn't like people aren't getting killed in the winter. They're getting killed in the summer when they have their beach umbrellas out on the beach. I understand that, Brad. Well, I don't know. Where do you keep your if you, you when you had a swimming pool going? Where did you keep all your swimming stuff in the in the winter? Don't tell me you left it in the pool. You brought it inside, right? No, I brought it underneath the deck. Well, in other words, you didn't leave it out in the pool. Just like these people don't leave, you know, no. you, don't, you don't leave your beach umbrellas out in the beach because then at night the kids will steal them. You know what I mean? I mean, when I was a kid, we used to go down to Times Beach and steal all the beach umbrellas. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was safe. <laughs> we went down there. I'm telling you. A bunch of, you know, we jumped in my friend's car. Hey, we're going to Times Beach tonight. And, you know, there's people out there going like, Times Beach? Where's that? <laughs> you, know, you, you have to be of a certain age or you have to know the territory. Matter of fact, remember what Times Beach was, was famous or infamous for? Remember that? No. The radar, well, yeah. The radar traps on 44. They were always out in 44 running radar. There's That's what they're known for? Back in the day when it was still a little town. Matter of fact, there was a place down Lake of the Ozarks called, I think it's called Max Creek. Have you ever heard of that place before? I think it's down Lake of the Ozarks. They, they're the same thing. They had a deal where, you know, if you've ever driven, you know, if you drive the interstates all the time, you don't have this experience. But like, for example, when I go down to see my son, I drive the interstate most of the way, uh, you know, 55, usually down in Memphis. And then you pick up a couple of roads. Well, then you go on, I think it's 45, 45 south that goes through uh, Mississippi. And then it goes all the way down in Alabama and then it takes you down to Mobile and you go west on 10. Okay, 45 is like a state highway. And for the most part, it's like an interstate. It's like two lane divide, you know, four lane divided, two lanes north, two lanes south. And you got a big median in the middle. But probably about every... 50 or 60 miles, you come into a small town. And, you know, it's one of those deals where, oh, you know, all of a sudden, you're, you know, speed limit's 60. Then all of a sudden, it's 25. You know what I mean? It's like you go from, like, you know, full speed. And if you don't catch it right away, you're flying along at 60 miles an hour in a 25, which, like, Shelly drives for a subdivision. Uh, anyway. I do not. <laughs> Stop she, it. But, but that's what – I think – let me see. Max Creek. See, because they passed this law um, – even in the St. Louis area, I mean, I think it was MACS, Max Creek, Missouri. I don't, I, it might have been disincorporated. Yeah, Max Creek, Missouri. Um, Max Creek is an unincorporated community, and yeah, they 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 unincorporated. It's it's Max Creek unincorporated community and census designated place in southwest Camden County, Missouri. Population was two hundred and forty four at the twenty ten census. So it used to be a city. As a matter of fact, Max Creek. Here's the Wikipedia page for it. It was a city, a full-blown city history. Post office calls Max Creek's been in operation since 1872. Community takes its name from a nearby creek of the same name. 1997, a state audit of Max Creek Treasury uncovered major financial woes. Shortly afterward, virtually every town official resigned from the office, and the city declared bankruptcy. In 2012, voters approved dissolving the town with 69% in favor of the motion. Yeah, it was. A, and here, here, here it is right here. Here it is in Wikipedia. For years, Max Creek had one of the most infamous speed traps in the nation with a strictly enforced 45-mile-an-hour speed limit along US 54, which had a 55-mile-an-hour speed limit on either side of town. In 1995, this practice ended when the state of Missouri passed a law prohibited city 
cities and the towns from collecting more than 45% of their total revenue from speeding tickets. Max Creek reportedly had been collecting approximately 85% of its revenue from speeding tickets. The police department later resigned as well as the mayor. In May of 2022, Reason Magazine reported that, quote, if a small town has a law named after it, it's probably not for good reason, such as the case with Max Creek, an obnoxious speed trap that inspired the Missouri legislature to pass the, pass the Max Creek law in 1995. So it's actually called the Max Creek law. The bill capped the percentage of annual percentage that towns could generate from ticket fines at 45%. So that was the deal. Matter of fact, matter of fact, Charlac used to be like that. Did you know that? I did. Bell Ridge used to be like that. Matter of fact, I did. The deal with Kinlock used to be like that. Well, the deal with Bell Ridge was Bell Ridge for for a while there was a deal with the federal Department of Transportation that if you were a community that had an interstate going through you, you could apply for a grant and they would give you give you a fully you know stocked police car with all the goodies in it, and they would pay. For a police officer, for one shift or one shift a day, or maybe two shifts a day, and Bell Ridge used to have a guy all the time up on 170, right there between uh, Bell Ridge is right there, like Natural Bridge. If you're coming, you know, south on 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 170, uh, Bell Ridge is the first exit before, or Natural Bridge is the first exit south of of of, of uh, 70. And and matter of fact, it's the home of my favorite White Castle. The infamous Bell Ridge. I don't even know if that's. I think that's in Berkeley, right there. But anyway, you get off right. So that's what. So they, that guy sat there twenty four hours a day. Matter of fact, we used to call it when we we're doing traffic reporting. We didn't call it Bell Ridge. We called it Radar Ridge. Because funny. That, because that's all they did was run radar on one seventy. And now what's crazy is used to be when you went up and down one seventy, you had Charlac. And uh, Overland never was was out there running radar. But now it's crazy time on 170 because of the fact that nobody's running radar anymore. I mean, nobody. Used to be you'd drive up and down 170 and you'd have, oh, I'm in Hazelwood, got to watch out for the Hazelwood police. And then you'd be in Berkeley and then you'd be in Kinlock and then you'd be in, in Bell Ridge and then you were in... Sycamore Hills and St. John and, 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 you know, then you were in Overland and then you were in University City and then Clayton, I mean, you know, and then Brentwood. And it's like, man, you know, like one stretch of highway, there's 14 zillion municipalities and there's never anybody running radar on 170. It's, it's just don't see it anymore. It's just like gone. And I, it's, and I, you know, after the pandemic, a lot of the radar guys just disappeared. You know, they used to run radar in 364 going in and out of St. Charles County, you know, all the time. You know, when's the last time you saw a Maryland Heights cop on 364? I haven't seen one in years. I haven't either. They used to live on 364. Matter of fact, they used to sit on that overpass. You know, that what River Bottom or Riverdale, whatever yep, it is. Yeah. That overpass. It's about midway between the bridge and and uh, 141, whatever Maryland Heights Expressway. They used to sit up on there, and then they have the chase cars. You know, and the guy would okay, left, left lane. Did I tell you the story about about the radar detector detector? No. Oh, I got to talk about this next hour. I mean, I didn't know this existed. I saw this YouTube video, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is bogus. turned out to be true. Some of the police departments have radar detector detectors. Get what I'm saying? I do. They can detect if you have a radar detector. They have a gizmo that detects that if you drive by them, if you have a radar detector. So they have a radar detector detector. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, but some of the new cars are coming with it. No, they don't. No, they don't. Yes, have, they are. They have lidar. They don't. They don't have radar. It's lidar. Okay. Because that's that's how you have the adaptive cruise control, which to me is the coolest option in the world. Does your new car have that? 
It doesn't have left or right. It's got front to back. No, no. I'm talking, you know what adaptive cruise control is? I do. Do, do your car doesn't have it then? It does. Oh, it does? Do you ever use yes. it? Do you ever use it? No. Okay. I don't trust it. You don't trust it? No, God, I don't. I've, I've had cars. I remember when when, when Ford was up me test drive cars, and a couple of the cars that they gave me had that on. I thought to myself, this is the coolest. If you don't know what it is, essentially you set cruise control. And the problem is you set your cruise control, you cruise along the highway, and you come up to some guy like, you know, like, like you know, like like Shelly's doing forty miles an hour on the highway, and <laughs> and and you run up on top, and you have to turn your cruise control off. You have to move. well, the way the adaptive cruise control is, it has like a, a you know a you know a you know like a it's like a light beam. You know what is it? Lidar, whatever it's called. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like uh, it's you know anyway. It detects how far you are from the car in front of you, and it automatically slows you down. And so mm-hmm. in other words, if you're driving at sixty miles I an have hour. That. And you come up on a car that's doing 50, it'll slow you down to 50. And it'll and you can set, on most of them, you can set how many car lengths between you and that car. So in other words, you can set it like six or seven car lengths, whatever. So in other words, if that guy's going 40 miles an hour and you come up behind it, your cruise control set for 60, it's going to slow you down. And then it's going to perfectly track that car in front of you. It, you're going to stay exactly six car lengths in, in behind that car. And if you pull out into the left lane to go around them, as soon as you clear, then the, 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 the you know, the, the LIDAR detects the, nobody in front. And then you, bonk, you go back to 60 miles an hour. What was that again? Bonk? It was, what, 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 what again? What did you say? Bonk? No, it wasn't bonk. It was, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta move quick here. Da, da, it, it wasn't da, bonk. Da, it was doink. It was doink. That's what it was. It was no. It was doink. That's what it was. You're so funny with those doinks. <laughs> that actually happened to be one of the first drops you made. Ew. What's that again? That was one of the later drops. Ew. I say that a lot. I do that a lot as well. Ew. I learned that from you. You <laughs> like to be grabbed. Ew. 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 Okay, got it. The equivalent to butt sniffing with dogs. Ew. The equivalent to butt sniffing with dogs. Ew. Oh, I'm just taking my cat to go get an enema. I'm excited. <laughs> That's the classic one from your daughter. <laughs> What'd she say? Oh, you don't remember this? I didn't hear it. Okay, here we go. Oh, I'm just taking my cat to go get an enema. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> remember we had her yeah, on, on the air was, one morning? Hey, fun, hey yeah. Tiffany, what are you doing? And and she says, Oh, I'm just taking my cat to go get an enema. I'm excited. Oh, <laughs> And Shelly said to her daughter, You don't look handicapped. You don't look handicapped at all. That's what Shelly said. Don't use that. <laughs> that happens so often. Ew. Okay. To people who have invisible disabilities. That's me. I have a mental illness. You know what my mental illness illness is? Me. I do a show <laughs> with you. That's what it is. It's six I knew that. <laughs> it, Haha. It's six forty four. Oh, Sheila. Oh, boy, I love that song. Shelly, you there? She's not. Of course I'm here. You like you always think that's uh that's Prince, right? I do, and it's not. 
ready for the world. I, I don't think he produced that. You know, I have to look at that. I have to look that up. Interesting. I'll see if I can find that, if that was what he produced or not. Um, anyway, great song. If you watch the video, I talked about this before. It's the it's the guys doing the the dance routines. You know, the musicians who are like in step. You know what I mean? Nobody does yes, that anymore. Yes, I do. You know, back in the day, that used to be real common. I think. Yes, they did the Temptations. Right, the right, 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 right. Right. The... They had the little moves, and you know, now they just stand there and they sing. You know. Yeah. It's not like this. I wish the good old days. You know, when men were men and women were women, and that was pretty much it, right? <laughs> And the sheep were nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I got in trouble the other day for, for uh, uh, matter of fact, somebody yelled at me about me being in the air, they said, because of the fact that I'm going like, well, you know, there are a lot of people who have alternative lifestyles. I have no problem with that. It's just that, that well, the problem I have is like when you're jamming it down my throat, you know what I mean? And and you call me whatever phobic. I'm going like, you know, there aren't too many things that that scare me anymore. You know, I'm, I'm trying to sound like I'm a tough guy or anything like that. But I've been around enough to go like, okay, you know, whatever, you know. You know, somebody says, well, I'm going to punch you in the nose. Hey, go right ahead. It's already been broken once by my son, you know? And matter of fact, I got a good attorney, and you punch me in the nose, and I'll have your house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, go ahead, punch me, right? No? Oh, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would. Is that? Can I take that like the gauntlet's been thrown? One of my former employees hit me. It oh. was deserved, Brad. No, it was not. Totally. A woman who worked for me punched me. Why? In the face. Why? It's a long story. As a matter of fact, to Why? give to give you an idea of and I believe she was used to be an army ranger, or maybe she wasn't a ranger. She was something. She was had some because I won't give the specifics because people will figure out who it is, but she had special training because of what her MOS in the army was. And essentially, she was one tough hombre. Or what do you call it? Hombre would be a man. What, what do you call a woman in Spanish? An hombre is, is, is a dude. You know, how are the Spanish people dealing with that? Remember we talked about this with the, you know, there's Latino. Because there's, in a lot of languages, unfortunately, I took French and I hated French. But there are things that are masculine or things that are feminine. I mean, like objects. You can have like a car. And a car can be either masculine or feminine. I can't remember how that works. But... How are they dealing with that? Remember, that's a crazy story that I read. We had that about a month or so ago where, you know, the news is going, oh, they're not Latinos and Latinas. They're Latinx or Latinx, whatever they call it. And the Latinos are going like, no, we're not Latinx. We're either Latino or Latina. You know, don't call us Latinx. We don't like that. You know. Oh, did you read this? Anne Hesh? I did not. They don't think she's going to make it. Unfortunately, they think she's going to die. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. They think she was doing 90 miles an hour when she hit the house that she hit and the car blew up. 90 miles an hour. And you hit a was house. Was she intoxicated? Well, the report I read yesterday said that they took a blood sample from her, but they're not exactly sure. They're saying they're not coming out and saying because they have to take they have to take it to a toxicology lab because Apparently, they gave her all sorts of medications. The you know the paramedics gave her medications on the way in, so they're not saying whether or not you know. In other words, they can't at this point. They have to do more research and figure out which drugs were in her system and which ones were the ones that the hospital, the paramedics, and the hospital administered, and which ones she could have possibly had in her system that were done by her. You know, you know what I'm saying. In other words, which the drugs, if she had any, in her system. But there's the big controversy now because supposedly her manager came out and said, no, no, it's not the case. 
<laughs> she did. <coughs> Hold on a minute. She did a podcast, and it was done in video. And supposedly in the podcast, she's slurping down this vodka. Remember we talked about she's like a, a, yes, a spokesperson yes. for Remind Vodka. It's R-E with a colon, M-I-N-D. And they there's people claiming that that was the morning that of the crash that she was doing that video and she was on the the podcast doing the you know the video as well too uh you know slamming down this remind vodka vodka and then at the same time she was openly saying well i need a wine chaser for that vodka so she was drinking wine and vodka and then the manager came out so no 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 that show wasn't recorded that morning that show was recorded a couple mornings before that it's going like okay who do you believe it's just like if you listen to Merrick Garland yesterday, give his you know who? here's a he's you don't know who Merrick Garland is. I do not. You don't watch much news, do you? I don't watch news at all. It's all depressing. Merrick Garland, and because they don't talk about Merrick Garland on on YouTube, that's I mean on, on Facebook because that's why you never heard of him before. Yeah, I'm thinking about dropping Facebook. You, you, in other words, you got to be a kid. Did you read that story I sent you the other day about how how anybody under twenty five doesn't use Facebook anymore? <laughs> They've all moved on. Well, that's because they're full of ads. It's like people are sitting there writing these help heartfelt words, then right underneath that is a video about toenail. shaving pigs or something. It's to- ridiculous. No, it's toenail fungus. That's the one I get all the time. You don't get the toenail fungus one. No, they who? must. They must know me too. No, I'm serious. I get, I get. There's certain ads that come up all the time. I get the toenail fungus one, and this always shows gross people's toes. You know, I'm not a foot person to begin with, and when I see, I go like, okay, you know, you know, I will never do business with you because of that gross picture. I don't care if you're gonna pay me a hundred dollars a day to use your toenail fungus medicine. I'm not doing it because your picture's gross. I'm just weird about that. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Where's I going I don't with this? Know. I can't remember where I was going. I lost my train of thought. Can't remember what I was going to say. Did you hear about a guy in our, our guy in the minor leagues, the the Cardinals guy in the minor leagues? Can't remember his name. Hit four home runs in a in a game. Never been done before in the minor leagues. Four home runs. One of them was a grand slam, and I think he did three of them in innings in a row, like in the fifth, sixth, seventh inning, or something like that. Is that bizarre or what? It's what. <laughs> I know this. I, I, I know was th- listening to another radio station. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Caitlin Berg. <laughs> I, I, I know these are tough questions. I will never forget that. Forget the story I told about how, unfortunately, Caitlin Berg got fired. Yes. Yeah. And and she's a wonderful woman. She really is. She's a super woman. And I felt sorry for her because. People I, think that about me, too. I felt sorry for her because, you know, who, who antagonized the living daylights out of her? Who? Who, who made her life a living hell? Who? Guy Phillips. That's a shame. Yeah. He has a responsibility as a human and as a professional in his career to behave properly. Well, he's retired now, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. You know, he's gone. Well, I don't know. Anyway, what were you asking me? I can't remember. Oh. <laughs> I ask you the question, and you go, what, what, what did you say? <laughs> right? That must have been how it was. Uh, oh, we'll talk about this story next hour. This is a weird story. There was something that you wanted to talk to me off air about. What was it? I don't know. 
you were you were totally engaged in our in our last conversation. So you had it was about Chinese food, I think. Chinese food. Man, I don't know. It must not okay. have been a lie. Okay. Oh, I know what it was. You, I, we went back to that. Merrick Garland. You have no idea who that is, right? No. He's our attorney general, the United States attorney general. And he's somewhat oh. famous, infamous, depending upon who Bang you want to look at. Bang up job he's doing. How come he's not talking to these prosecutors well, and telling them these people are committing crimes, they need to do the time? Well, remember, he, you know, he was, he's been interesting because of the fact he, he raids Donald Trump's place. But yet when the people show up and protest at the homes of the Supreme Court justices after the Roe versus Wade thing got knocked down, he didn't say anything. And there's a law on the books, a federal law that states that you can't protest at judges' houses. In other words, you can't bother a judge, you can't harass a judge about their decisions. Which, I, you know, once again, I think it's a great law. You know, if, yeah. you, if you lose a court case, you shouldn't be, you know, walking in front of the judge's house with a sign saying, this judge is scumbag. You know, I mean, that's like, okay, you know, I get the freedom of speech thing, but remember, that's like the old rule I have that, like, you know, the you know your rights your rights to swing your fist end at the tip of my nose you know what i'm saying you can swing your fist around i don't care but when it hits my nose that's when your rights to swing your fist end you know what i'm saying i do okay we got to take a break it's 6:59 oh oh it is bs.show i'm shelly she's brad together we make bs our web address is bs.show simple as that 706 shelly you back from feeding your dog or whatever you do during the breaks no she's not back yet <laughs> I'm back. Anyway, I just had to okay. put my headphones on. I have I've done much research on this. You have called BS on me before. Here's my research. The year was 1989. They were doing highway construction in St. Louis. Two guys who ironically were both from Nashville who were not doing well. One named Leon Brooks and the other guy named Ronald Dunn. They were working for Fred Weber Construction Company. They were working on a couple different projects in the St. Louis area. They'd been in Nashville, hadn't done much. Once again, this is 1989. 1989, they're doing construction projects in the St. Louis area. One of the projects they were working was the extension of Highway 100 at the time in unincorporated St. Louis County, way out west, almost to the county line, almost to the county line in the Franklin County. So they're working on Highway 100 out there sweating day and night. And one day they're working right in front of this place. And, you know, daytime. And they're, you know, they're out there working on the highway. And old guy comes up to him. He says, hi, I'm Mr. Stovall. You guys are hard working. You come back tonight and beer's on me. So Mr. Brooks and Mr. Dunn looked at each other and said, wow. Let's get go back to our hotel room because they were living in a hotel. They were living out in Gray Summit, out in one of those hotels on Old Route 66. And they came back that night and had a hell of a time. Hell of a time. And they went back to Nashville. They did the construction work that, that, uh, that summer. This is summer of 89. They, and they'd met on the construction site. So they went back to Nashville in 1990 and said, you know what? Let's do a group. And Ronnie Dunn said, but your name's Leon Brooks. What country artist is named Leon Brooks? And he said, but you know that night we were at that place out in, out in 
West St. Louis County, out in the middle of nowhere near the city limit sign. And he goes, yeah. He says, wasn't, didn't we get our kicks out there? And Leon says, wow, I'll call myself Kicks Brooks instead of Leon Brooks. So the duo was formed. Brooks and Dunn. And the first big song they had was the lyrics, out in the country, past the 70 limit sign, where there's a honky-tonk near the county line. The joint starts jumping every night when the sun goes down. They got whiskey, women, music, and smoke. It's where all the cowboys folk go to the boot scootin' boogie. It's about Stovall's, now in Yuppieville, Wildwood. I've done my research. That's the research. True story. Call Fred Weber Construction. They'll tell you that both Brooks and Dunn used to work for them. They were working on Highway 100 in 1989. Mr. Stovall came out and said, Hey, you boys working hard. Come back today for free beer. And they did. They came back that night. They had a great time. All the whisk, the whiskey women wine and or what's the line again here? Uh, whiskey women, music and smoke. It's where all the cowboy folk go to boot scoot and boogie. That's the story. That song originated right here, right here in the STL out there. What is now Wildwood, which is now you know back then it was like pick 'em up trucks and you know you know John Deere tractors and international farm alls and stuff like that going up and down Highway 100. Now it's BMWs and Mercedes and stuff like that. But think about it, it's right near the county line because if you're going west and 100, you go Stovall's past Stovall's, like bang, you're in Franklin County, right there. Past the city limit sign. Once again, unincorporated area. At the time, it was not Wildwood. is unincorporated. You don't believe me, do you? No, I have to say I do not. <laughs> After all the evidence I've just given to you? I've done... Brad, you spew that out like like it's... Put, I don't know. Put like your... you've drinking a gallon of Go Lightly. You do that all the time. And I always believe you... And I end up with egg on my face. First off, put your microphone in front of your face. Second off, oh, I, n- I never it is. I never touch go lightly. I don't even know what what is go lightly. You don't know what go lightly is. See, so you say it. You, I, I, we go through this all the time. I say you might, you're not, your microphone's not in front of your face. You go, yes, it is. But then all of a sudden, it's fine. You know, it's like okay. You know, it's like well, I didn't have it up, up over my face. I had it down in my mouth. No, you didn't. You moved it. Okay. No, no. it was really in no. front of my mouth. It was just okay. What is away? What is go lightly? I, I never heard that. But what's that? I'm afraid. I'm afraid I'm going to end up in Sauge or something like that. Hey, uh-huh. you guys got to, you go to Route 3 Liquor and Lotto. Hey, come so go lightly. We're all out of go lightly. Everybody comes over from these from the St. Louis side to get go lightly. What okay. is that? Okay, so put it out there. If anybody out there knows what go lightly is, text Brad 314-280-8880. Okay. Here he we- wants to know. Here we go. Let me give them the next two verses of Boots, Scoot, and Boogie, which will further, further reinforce my point that this there was about. There are places like 100 across the nation. Okay, here it is. I got a good job. I work hard for my money. They're working for Fred Weber. Fred Weber's a good company to work for. He works for, they working hard for their money. Out there on the highway, building that Highway 100. When it's quitting time, I hit the door, honey. I fire up my pickup truck and let the horses run. 
I go flying down that Highway 100 to that hideaway, stuck out in the woods in West St. Louis County to the boot to do the boot scooting boogie. That's the it lyric. It never right says that. <laughs> it does right there. It says it right. does not. It does Stop right it. there. See, it, this it, is what I'm talking about. It says right there on the. I'm reading the lyrics right off the sheet. It and says there's nowhere it says it St. Says, Louis County. It says I go flying down that highway uh, 100 to that hideaway, stuck out in the woods in West St. Louis County to do the boot scooting boogie. And then it he does goes, not say he goes that. Yeah, it. heel toe, do see do. Come on, baby. Let's go boot scooting. No Cadillac, blackjack, baby. Meet me out back in West St. Louis County. We're going to boogie at Stovall's. I'll get down, turn around, go down tonight. Boot scooting, boogie, get down at Stovall's. Bartender Sen says, Some what'll it be? He said, I want a shot at that redhead yonder looking at me. The dance floor is hopping like it's 4th of July. I see outlaws, in laws, crooks, and straights. If that isn't West St. Louis County, I don't know what is right there. <laughs> outlaws, in laws, crooks, and straights. Now, once again, is that, now he's saying crooks and straights. Is that a sexual thing? Is that song going to be banned now? Crooks and straights. I don't know. It's, hold on a minute. Let me look at that. Let me just look. Let me just t- Google crooks and straights. I'm just going to. It's the R A I G H. Maybe that's. Maybe I should look that one up in Urban Dictionary. Oh no 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 no! Crooks and straights is a band. I didn't realize that. Crooks and straights. And where are they from? They're from Croatia. What is this? Crooks and where's those with crooks and straights paperback. It's, it's, I don't know if this is for real, musical band, 1990, no, this can't be right, because it's, it says 1999, Crooks and Straits, paperback, there's a book called Crooks and Straits, when I called you mine, Crooks and Straits, um, Crooks and Straits, uh, yeah, it's some band in, 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 in Croatia, people are texting me, hold on, the Outlaws and Cowboy, oh, the Outlaws and George Strait, Okay, I see what he's saying. That's Mike Cotton. He's the smartest man in the world. We've got smart people listening to this, 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 um, you know, this, this, this show. The Outlaws, Crooks and Straight. So the Outlaws and George Strait. Okay, I get it. Yeah, it's the outlaw. It's the outlaws. It's the people behind the microphone that uh, people have a problem with. Are you talking about me? Are you talking to me? <laughs> Does the <clears throat> rub fit? No. Okay. Changing gears. Here's a story out of New Mexico. And if you've been following this national news, over the past five or six months, there's been these Muslim men who've been being being murdered. Okay? They're being shot to death. And they're all Muslim men. And this is in New Mexico. Now, there aren't a lot of Muslims in New Mexico. As a matter of fact, the story talks about it's a small Muslim community in New Mexico. What's interesting about it is... They think they caught a, a camera, like a security camera video of one of one of the murders, not actually actual murder, but the guy getting away from the murder. And they took a picture and it turned out to be a silver Volkswagen Jetta. And the police put this out in Albuquerque. And a bunch of people said, we know who that is. And they gave the name of this guy. The guy's name was... Uh, Mohammed Saeed, 51. He was arrested late Monday after a traffic stop more than 100 miles from his Albuquerque home. Afghan community denied any connection to the crimes that shook the city and its small Muslim community. He's an Afghan refugee. In court documents, in fact, he told police he was so unnerved by the slayings that he was driving to Houston to find a new home for his family, which includes six children. He's got six kids, okay? But investigators say they have ample evidence to prove his guilt, though they have yet to uncover the motive for the ambush-style killings, for the first of which was in November, and then three between July 26th and last Friday. 
So he killed one of them. They, they allegedly killed one of the Muslim. His and, and it turns out he knows all these people. And it turns out that, a uh, matter of fact, they got 200 tips from the Muslim community that led them to Sayyid because when they said, and he says he has an interpersonal conflict that have made fled to the shootings. And guess what they think the interpersonal conflict is? That he might have shot as well? Well, no. He, um, he apparently, him and his wife and his son were all arrested because they beat the daylights out of one of his, of his daughter's boyfriend. Was it justified? <laughs> I don't think, well, nowadays, come on, what is it justified? You can't beat the daylights. Anybody where it's justified or not, you get arrested. Don't, don't even think that because if I, if I knew somebody was being inappropriate with my child, he would, I would unleash, unleash the oh, no. wrath of, of okay. 80s in ways that he has never seen before. Okay, first off, his his one daughter was dating a non-Muslim and supposedly oh. supposedly him, his wife, and one of his sons beat his boyfriend up. And then now they said that they think that he's mad. He's a Sunni Muslim, and he was angry that his daughter married a Shiite Muslim. Because, you know, Muslims aren't Muslims. You got the Sunnis and you got the Shiites, and they hate each other. Don't, it is, you know, once again, I have this problem. Here's my problem with religion. To me, religion means if I'm a good Christian, I try to be as nice as I can to everybody. I try to help you out. I try to help people out. I try to be a good person. I try to help my community. I try to, you know, work on having, you know, my, I take care of my family. I make sure that my kids are safe and, you know, I mean, all that kind of stuff. Yes. When did religion yeah. turn into, if you're like, a, you know, like we had this in, in, in Northern Ireland where the Protestants and the Catholics had each, each other and they killed each other. You know, and then we have like, you know, we had, uh, you know, matter of fact, that when, remember they were tearing down all this, all the, uh, the statues they tore down the the yes silver, I remember it well silver war civil war statue and the yes, and the Columbus yes. statue and the whole bit I say get rid of St Louis because if you go back to St Louis what did he do he was in the Crusades and what was he doing he was killing Muslims I'm going like okay why I personally think that they need to bring back all of our statues well I don't you know once again you know those who forget history are 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 bound to relive it okay so here he's mad and they're saying that. A, it started with his, I think he's got he's got six kids, so I, apparently he must have two daughters, or this one daughter was dating a, a non-Muslim guy, and then she married the, what, the Shiite, what, hey, let me think, he's a Sunni, let me get this again, yes, he's a Sunni Muslim, and his daughter married a Shiite Muslim, how dare her? And Is that uh, like the other side of the tracks? Well... Uh, her CNN interviewed Syed's daughter shortly before the announcement of his arrest. She said her husband was friends with two of the men who were oh there he goes. She said her husband was friends with two of the men who were killed. She also acknowledged her father initially was upset about her 2018 marriage, but recently had been more accepting. Quote: My father is not a person who can kill somebody. The woman told CNN, which did not disclose her identity, protect her safety. My father has always talked about peace. That's why we were here in the United States. We came from Afghanistan from fighting, from shooting. 
And here it is. In 2017, a boyfriend of Syed's daughter reported to police that Syed, his wife, and one of their sons had pulled him out of his car, punched and kicked him before driving away, according to documents. The boyfriend, who was found with a bloody nose, scratches and bruises, told police that he was attacked because they did not want her in a relationship with him. He's a regular dude. He's not a Muslim. So that was, I'm going like, so they beat the daylights out of her boyfriend. And if it's the same daughter, and she marries another guy in 2018, and Saeed was, Saeed was also arrested in May 28 after a fight with his wife turned violent, court documents said. Prosecutors said both cases were later dismissed after the victims declined to press charges. Saeed was also arrested in 2020 after he was accused of refusing to pull over for police after running a traffic light. But that case was eventually dismissed, court documents said. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, model citizen, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, he's beaten up his wife. He's beaten up his daughter's boyfriend. And supposedly he killed these people because they're friends of his son-in-law. Oh, man, this is weird. Now, once again, innocent until proven guilty, but still, it sounds like they got him. You know, and and supposedly they got the gun, and they said they matched up some of the shell casings a whole bit. It's like, God, this is so weird. And once again, I don't get it. Religion, to me, should not be a, a what do you call it, um, you know, something that divides people. It should be something that reunites people. You know, I mean, once again, you go to church on Sunday morning. It's all peace and lovey-dovey and stuff like that. And then you walk out of the church, and some guy cuts you off in the parking lot, and you flip him off, right? I mean, it's like, it's like, whoa, what did you? What just happened? <laughs> I don't usually flip him off. I do some other rude gesture. No, but, but you know what I'm saying? I third mean, phalanges is not really my thing. But you know what I'm saying? It's to the point where it's like, it's like, you know, how many times? It's like if you like watch these these mob movies. You know, they're going the they're going to to church. You know, and they're you know, oh, you know, father. You know, you know, blah blah blah, and then they get out, and then they kill somebody. Well, that's okay. It's business is business. Yeah, yeah. The guy, the guy stepped on my toe. You know, people who say that, whether they've got arms, you know, guns or uh, fluent business. Oh, it wasn't business. It it wasn't personal. It was business. I'm sorry, but this isn't even my radio station. It's yours, but I take pride in my radio station. And I want to do the best for it. What does that have to do with what we're talking about? <laughs> I There was a correlation, Six Degrees is Kevin Bacon, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> well, if you don't remember, we're all in bad shape. Well, no, I, I was talking about the fact that I don't, I, it bothers me that religion ends up dividing people rather than it, it becomes. Yes, it does. It becomes a wedge, and it all it all depends on how they leave the parking lot, really. Well, no, I mean, I mean, like for example, I know, I know, I know someone who's a Jewish woman who will not date Christian guys, even though some of the guys she's met are wonderful Christian guys. But she says, "I can't marry a Christian. I have to marry a Jew." Okay, whatever. You know, that's I, because she is the. The heritage of the Jewish line. Yeah, but but once again, I mean, I mean, what, why should religion be a divider and not a uniter? It should be a uniter. And according to the small, small, smartest woman in the world, religion has divided people for thousands of years. Note Cain and Abel. I know, I get it, and I think that's sad. I don't think religion should be, you know, what do I know? I'm just the dumb guy in the radio. That's what it is. The dumb guy in the radio, that's what I am. You need to go back to Hans. I heard that he was back. Hans never left. I mean, why do you think I got hair? If it wasn't for Hans, I'd be a chrome dome. I'd be I'd be a Kojak. 
<laughs> you know, you say that now, and people go. Kojak. People will not even know the reference. Co- well, some. But you know what's interesting about that is, my kids sometimes surprise me because they'll talk about like the Andy Griffith show or something like that. I go, how do you know about the Andy Griffith show? Because they've watched it on TV Land, or it's like you know on one. I mean, you know, if if you watch, like for example, if you watch over the air television, you know, like. You know, like if you watch like Channel Five. Yeah, Channel, I don't. Channel Five has all these sub channels, like five dot one dot two dot three dot four, all that kind of stuff. Okay. If you watch some of these channels, it's nothing but old '60s and '70s and '80s television shows. You know, uh, you know, uh, Little House on the Prairie. You know, Michael Landon, and you know, uh, Murder She Wrote, and you know, and you know, and Quincy and stuff like that. And, I love Quincy. But once again, they're there twenty four seven, three sixty five. And people are watching it. It's not like, you know, that they, they're, you know, like Mayberry RFD and the Andy Griffith show and stuff like that. So when you say things like a TV show that was on in the 60s, it's not just people who are like in their 90s like me. Actually, I'm in my 80s. I'm 87. It's not just people who are like in 87 like me. It's young people because it's sort of universal. I mean, like when you say, when you say certain things, everybody knows what you're talking about. You say Merrick Garland, everybody goes, oh, Merrick Garland, I know who he is. Right, Shelly? <laughs> Mayor who? Merrick. Merrick Garland. Not Mayor. Merrick. I think it's M-E-R-R-I-C-K. Merrick Garland. You still don't know who that is, do you? Nope. Okay, 726. It is BS.show, and it's Friday, and that gives me an excuse to play songs we don't normally play. Shelly, you ever have one of those moments where you were somewhere, a song comes on, and you say, I know exactly where I was when I heard that song for the first time? Every day. I knew exactly where I was when I heard that song for the first time. I was driving south on I-5, or as they call it on the coast, the 5. I was driving south on the 5 from L.A. down to San Diego. It was like 8 o'clock on a Friday night. It was a Friday night, and I'm driving back to San Diego or staying for the night, and I heard that come on the radio on KHJ driving my 1974 Mercury Capri, which I bought for $100 because the lady who had before me blew the engine. I built a, rebuilt the engine, put a new engine in it. I drove that car to California, not once, not twice, but three times with no air conditioning. Went through the desert in the summer in July. So I'm south on I-5. I'm listening to KHJ, which is now, I think, a religious station. And I'm hearing Bell and James on the radio, and it's Friday night. And I'm thinking to myself, I'll never forget this moment. And... 82 years later, I still remember it. Mm-hmm. You don't believe me. Well, you did come out <laughs> of the womb on the air. I did. Okay, we have a special guest. Shelly is the one that originally introduced to me. It's been, what, been about three, four years ago? Or been longer than that? Five years ago? It's been longer than that, yes. Don, and I'm going to have him say his own name because I'm not good at names like that. Don, give me your pronunciation of your name. Don Cherneski. Cherneski. Can you spell yes, that for, spell that for us, please? Yeah, yeah it's C-Z-E-R-N-I-E-W-S-K-I. Don is, I call you, and I hope I don't embarrass when you say that, I say you're an amazing guy because, mm-hmm. and, and do you want to tell the story? You run a, an organization called Stella's Wish. S- tell us who sure. Stella is and tell us how that you ended up doing an organization called Stella's Wish. Sure. Stella's Wish has started in memory of Stella as she lost her life to cancer in 2007. So then and, uh, we talked about it where when she was ill, we were looking for a trip. 
a wish. And that's when we find out there is no charities out there that granted wishes for adults. So in 2008, I took 10 grand and started the charity. And um, we grant wishes for adults with stage four cancer. Now, I think you left out an important part. Stella was your Stella was your wife, correct? Correct. Stella was my wife. Yeah, so you were married. Unfortunately, your wife had cancer, and she died in 2008? 2007, yes. 2007. Okay. And where did you take that last trip? Uh, The last trip was Disney World. Did you really? Yeah, and then actually how it came is uh, we went to a small church in Florissant, Missouri, Victory Baptist, and... Uh, a 16-year-old girl in our church raised the money for us to go. Seriously? Really? Yes. Yeah, that's how it happened. Yeah. Wow. So, and, and you know, and, and I know you and I have talked about this before, and I, to be honest with you, it, it, I think it's, to a certain extent it probably still has an impact on you, but your wife passed away and you said, in her honor, I'm going to c- run this company or run this organization called Stella's Wish, right? Correct. Now, yep. how long have you done this now? What's it, what, you said it's in 2008? Yes. Since 2008 is when I started. How many wishes have you granted? Uh, and since then, since 2008, 250. You are kidding me. 250? Yes. yes. And and typically, I, I, you know, I try to be, I don't want to be like super invasive, but like typically, what's each wish? Is there like an average of each wish that you pay out on? Well, our budget for per wish is 3,000. 3,000 per wish. But it could be eight hundred dollars. It could be a thousand. It, it varies. So, so someone gets in, in touch with you, and and what's the web address? Uh, org. Stella's and Stella is S T E L L A, correct? A S, yes, correct. S T E L L A S. Stella's wish. Okay. So people get in touch with you, and then how do you decide? And and do you you get a lot of requests for that? Sure, thirty to fifty requests each month. Wow! And how many do you and, typically grant? Uh, we try and do we do two to four each month. Two to four each month. So so yep. far this month, have you done any? Has anybody gone this month so far? Uh, yes, we've done two this month so far. Wow! And it's only the twelfth. <laughs> so you've yep. been, you've been busy now. <laughs> so and I know personally that Shelly, her good friend, once again had stage four cancer, and. Right. You sent her, Shelly, and her girlfriend, who ultimately passed away, and her son to Las Vegas. Correct. Is that a big spot where you send a lot of people to? Uh, actually, Vegas is pretty good. We sent a couple there that I used to work with. They wanted to go there for their 25th wedding anniversary. And uh, we, we probably did maybe six to Vegas. What's the most, what's the most popular place you send people to? Well, every there's we get probably ten requests to go to Disney World, but we can't afford to do a ton of those. But usually, it's just it's all over the place. Uh, lately, it's been just renting an RV, and you know, tour six, ten states. Really? No kidding. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you said Disney World. Disney World's gotten super expensive, right? Yes. It's yeah. Yeah, and to the point where I mean, to walk in the park, it's what like one hundred fifty dollars a ticket or something like that, isn't it? Something high like that now. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then, of course, you got to house them, airfare. Right. Know, and, right. And 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 lately, airfare hasn't been hasn't been cheap. Now, you had some downtime during the the COVID uh, thing, correct? Correct. So now you're back at it again. And cool. what you want to do is, first off, if they go to your website, can they make a donation right on the website? 
Correct. Very first page, yes. You can donate. Stellaswish.org. And you're having an event coming up in, in what? What's the date in, in September? It is September, Friday, September 16th at the Christie Banquet Center. It's a dinner auction. Oh, okay. Right there in uh, O'Fallon, right there yes. off of uh, Veterans Memorial between uh, Kay and uh, Brian Road. Correct. And uh, this is a dinner auction? Yes, sir. And is it like a silent auction or you have like a live auctioneer? It's, it's, it's both. I'll have like 75 silent auction items and 10 live auction items. No kidding. And and, and tickets are how much? $50 a person and there's uh, $400 per table. And they're available on the website as well too? Correct. Don, you're the easiest interview in the world. <laughs> I'm telling you. So I think what you do is amazing. And I think it's interesting because so many times we hear about, and nothing against that, make a wish. And it's usually, you know, very sad young kids who, you know, right. are terminally ill and don't have too much more time. But I think it's fascinating what you did. The first time I, I met you, I thought to myself, wow, this is sort of fascinating because of the fact that there are people that, you know, they know the times and you know the the time is near and yes. and to the point where they can't really afford to do that last one thing they want to do and you essentially make it possible. Correct. And we helped uh, when I first did this. I thought it'd be a lot of people in their fifties or sixties. We just helped a nineteen-year-old. Really? Yeah. Terminally ill. Yes. God, yeah. that's sad. <sighs> yeah. You you have kids yourself? Uh, yes, I have one son that's in. Uh, just got out of the military, lives in D.C., and he's 42 years old. What's he doing living in D.C.? I thought you taught... Uh, I know. I can't get him away from there. <laughs> I thought you taught your sons better than that, right? I know. I can't get him out of there. <laughs> Who wants to live in D.C.? What a mess that place is. Don, thank you very much. One more time, the web address? Uh, org, And it's S-T-E-L-L-A-S, stellaswish.org. Correct. Don, I think you do amazing work. And, uh, you know, once again, uh, I'll tell you what, a couple weeks before, Shelly will remind me because I'm not real good right. at rem rem remembering things, but a couple weeks before the event, maybe even like the week before the event, we'll right. get you back on and get you some promotion. That'd be great. Thank you all. Thanks, Don. Bye-bye. What a great guy he is. Bye, Don. I mean, isn't he a great guy? He's a very, very good human. 250 wishes they've granted. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, they they went all out on on Lisa's wish. She um wanted to see her grandson um cuz her grandson's daddy, Lisa's son, had um taken his own life and she hadn't seen Julian in years, which is the grandson. So she wanted to do that and she wanted me to go with her. So Stella's wish Got me a plane ticket to Wisconsin. Got us both plane tickets to Vegas. We saw the Blue Man group and were treated like royalty. Really? Yes. And um, we even got to meet them. No kidding. Yes, and take pictures with them. It was lovely. And um, and then we stayed there and we had a room with Julian and we went to the Bellagio. Lisa got to see the Bellagio. That was because of you. Saw the fountains, right? Huh? Saw the fountains, right? Absolutely. You got to see the fountains of Bellagio. Yeah, fascinating, yep. really. And uh, it was just, it was just lovely. And and they picked up the tab. They they did. God, that's yes. a, that's amazing. We had to pay for our own food, but that was okay. 
And, um, yeah. Where'd you stay? Um, Mandalay Bay. Wow, that's nice. It is. Wow, you did it upright. Yes, they did. And we Ubered everywhere and, uh, or took the train and it was just, (laughs) it was just lovely. And to see these two people just, you know, just love on each other, pure and complete. And it was just, it was just beautiful. I can't thank Don Cerniski and Stella's Wish ever. You know, I have, there's no words I could say to let them know how precious that was. And not to be morbid or anything, but how long did, did your friend last after that? She died, what, about a year later? Uh, no, it was less than a year. Less than a year. And she had, what, at that time she had stage four cancer, correct? Yeah, she had stage four metastatic um, uh, col- uh, col- not colon, but that area, cancer. Right. And she was a nurse, right? That's how you met her? She was a hospice nurse, yes. Yeah, because she took care of my your mom. mom. She took care of my mom, and my mom made her promise, unbeknownst to me, she didn't tell me this till like 20 years later, that my mom made her promise to have barbecues with me and be my friend. See, and that, that's the problem with Shelly. Somebody has to force you to be a Shelly's friend. That's <laughs> Unfortunately... Someone says that's more truth. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I don't know if you know this or not, but Mike Carter, who's a judge out in Wentzville, sometimes Uh when people get tickets, if they're going like over 100 miles an hour, yeah, 45bucks.com. Yeah, no, no. What he does is he forces them to pay a fine, and they have to take you out to lunch. So that's part of the that's part of their 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 payment. You didn't know that, did you? That's why those, I did not. Those people who take you out to launch aren't just doing it for fun. They got forced by Mike Carter out in Wentzville, right? That's part of the, the they punishment. They never forced me. How about <laughs> they, you? They punish. They, yeah, and and you they get punish pay, you have to pay a hundred dollar fine. Plus, you have to take Shelly out to lunch. Oh my God, I have to take Shelly out to lunch? Yes. Well, I could give you the hundred dollars. Maybe I give you two hundred dollars and not take Shelly out to lunch. No, sorry, you have to take Shelly out to lunch. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Complete and total. Bite me face. Okay, 743. I'm sorry. I got carried away there. You're not mad at me, are you, Shelly? Because of the doinks? (laughs) You're just a doinky kind of guy. Yeah. Tommy James and the Shondells. Tommy James. Tommy is still alive. You know that? Wow. Is he like 90? He's 74. He's born in, in 47. 74 years old. Boy. And and you know what the interesting huh. thing about it is, you know what song he originally came out with, which is now like a wedding classic, but nobody plays his version of it. You know the song I'm talking about? Disco Duck. No, 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 no. You go to almost any wedding, and they're going to play this song. Money, money. But they don't play his version. You know what I'm saying? Who do they play? Um, they play what's his face? Is isn't it? Uh, isn't it what's his the guy who was in the Wedding Singer or whatever? You know what I'm talking about? You know him. No. Come on. The guy with the weird hair and, and he's got everything. Oh, that narrows it down. He's got everything pierced. Let me look it up here. Really. Moni, Moni. Post Malone? No. no. <laughs> or now the new guy. You know who Jelly Roll is? I do not. <laughs> uh, Billy Idol. Billy Idol. Yeah. Billy Idol. Moni, Moni. That's the one that everybody plays. Uh, Moni, Moni. Yeah, Billy Idol. That's the one. And, 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 and there's certain things they shout when they're on the dance floor, which we can't say on the radio. 
You you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. <laughs> You've been to a few wedding receptions, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, money, money. Oh, oh. Anyway, uh, God, I still remember my son's wedding. Did I ever tell you this weird story? No. Two weeks before my son gets married, his mother calls me and says, by the way, you know you're the DJ for his wedding? And I go, what? <laughs> oh, that's funny. You I got go, voluntold, I'm the you? DJ for his wedding? Yes, you're the DJ for his wedding. And, and she says, and there's one rule. You can't talk. True story. I was not allowed to talk. You at think, all? At, at all. I was not allowed to talk. I was not allowed to talk in the microphone. <laughs> Not even, you know, I was, congratulations. I was, I'm so glad you're into the family. I was not allowed to talk. I was not allowed to talk. <laughs> and you went by those uh Well, the crazy thing was I'd sold off all my DJ equipment years ago, and I went out and had to buy new stuff. And I bought, you know, bought new speakers. No bit. I'm going like, okay, no, hold on a minute now. I'm, you know, I'm, you know two weeks before I had, you know, and back in the day when I was still, you know, doing, you know, DJ work or mobile DJ, whatever, mobile disco. We used to call it spinning records at parties and stuff like that. Back then, we used to actually spin vinyl. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, oh, I don't have any current music. I don't have I don't have anything. So, like, in two weeks, I bought equipment, put together a DJ system, and feverishly took some music that I had on the radio and downloaded some other stuff. They had some requests and stuff like that. So the night of the wedding reception, I'm going like, okay, I'm going to be um, – I better do this halfway decently because here I am. I've done this my entire life, and here I am at my son's wedding reception. I can't talk <laughs> because I've been told you're not allowed to talk. Okay, fine. I won't talk. And that was that was my night. And what happened before the wedding reception, if I've never told you this story before, but it's the most bizarre, weird thing that has happened, like probably one of the strangest things that's happened to me where, and you have to know, I don't think she's listening right now because she's probably at work. My wife at the time almost got into a fist fight with a woman. And I broke up the fight and literally picked my wife up and with one arm and took her outside because we were in a the venue. It's a it's a weird story. And it wasn't it wasn't her fault. I mean it's actually sort of a very sad story is for we were there beforehand to take a look at this venue and I won't say where it's at because of the fact that people get the wrong idea. I will say it's on Main Street in St. Charles and it turned out to be a very nice night, very nice, you know, place and everything turned out great. But we got there like three or four hours early to set up you know, to see where I was going to set up and stuff like that. And there was a bar crawl going on at the time. You know, you know what I mean? You know, where the bar crawls. And these these two, there actually was three couples were down in this area where they weren't supposed to be. And the manager chased them out because this was like a part of the, the restaurant that was like their banquet facility, you know what I'm saying? And they, right. had, they had gone into this area and they weren't supposed to be in there because of the fact that they were getting ready for our wedding reception, you know, my son's wedding reception. So the manager chased them out. So and we didn't think anything. Well, we and and it was sort of downstairs. So we was coming up the stairs. This one woman who got chased out started a fight with my with my wife, and literally like was antagonizing her and the whole bit. And the worst part of it was that at the time, God, I shouldn't tell this story. At the time, my mother-in-law was in the hospital, and she died like. Three days later. So it wasn't a good time for my wife because of the fact that, you know, her mother was in the hospital and she was dying. And here my son was getting married and the whole bit. So 
So we're walking up the steps, and this woman starts just jawing at my my wife. You know, you you chase this out of the bar, man. And she drops a couple F-bombs on her the whole bit. And my wife gets sort of upset. She says, you know, hey, look, this is my son's wedding. Leave it alone. You know, we didn't do anything to you. You know, I'm not in the greatest mood. You know, my mom's in the hospital. She's probably on her deathbed. And this woman says, blankety blank, your mom. <gasps> so Yeah, I thought, <laughs> I, I would think that she would be deserved to be clocked. So, <laughs> Good for you. My wife goes after this woman. <laughs> you okay. Go, girl. I have never seen her all the years I've known her. I've never seen her this mad. And she's going after this woman. I came up behind her, literally put one arm around her waist, picked her up on my hip, walked her out the door out to the street, and I, I cooled out, cooled out. And this gal comes out and starts jawing at her again. I mean, and she's, you know, and I'm and and finally I step between them and a couple other people step between them and they walked on down the street and they were drunk because, you know, they were just plastered because they were in a bar crawl. So how's that? How's that for a night? <laughs> and then I did the DJ stuff and I couldn't talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> did you like really not talk at all? I couldn't talk. I was not you allowed. You couldn't even say your name? No, I was not allowed to talk. I didn't say anything. I just. It's, it's, That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I, I, you know, ask. I can call up my. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Here, hold on. Here, let's see. If you don't believe me, we're going to go over this show because I should have taken a break right then, but I, I'm going to make a phone call, okay? Uh-huh. And I'm going to get a witness. And this is, obviously, I didn't Can set... I get a witness? I didn't set this up. I'm going to call, call one of my sons and see if he answers, and we'll see if he corroborates my story, okay? Okay. Hold, hold on a minute. We're, we'll sit here. Let's see if the phone's going to ring. Come on. It says calling. Come on, connect. What's going on? It's not, hold on. Is it, the phone's not working. Calling, calling work. Let me try it again. One more time. And otherwise, I'll get them another time. Eh, not going to go. I don't know what's going on. It says calling work. But it's not. Oh, here we go. It's dialing. At least I think it is. Hey, hello. Hey, Brett. Yeah. Hey, Brett. This is your dad. You're on the air. Okay. Okay. I've just been challenged by Shelly, and I want you in your memory banks. I want you to remember Blake's wedding. Okay. Remember Blake's wedding. Yeah. Okay. Remember the wedding reception. Yeah. Okay, remember I was the DJ, right? Yep. And what was I told I could not do? I can't remember. I was told not to talk, remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you were told to play music and shut up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Play music and shut up. Okay. Hey, you doing okay otherwise? Yeah. Okay. Every, I'm sorry to bother you, but see, I had to prove the fact that I was, I had a disbeliever in the fact that I was, I, somebody, Shelly's on the air with me and she said, come on, you mean to tell me you were told not to talk at your, at your son's wedding reception? And was that the case or what? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You doing okay? You heading to work or you already at work? Uh, I'm working from the house today. Okay. Say hi to Jamie for me. Okay. I will. Okay. Bye. That's my, that's my son Brett in 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 Pensacola. See, he remembers. I was not allowed to talk. 
That's funny. <laughs> Tiffany's best friend yeah. and his wife right. uh, just moved to Pensacola. Oh, Pensacola is beautiful. And huh? it's it's beautiful there. My my Yeah, I know. My husband moved from there to be up here with me. Really? Yes. Wow, 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 wow. I mean, what, what, why? Well, he must have loved you to leave Pensacola, right? <laughs> yeah. We had a long-distance relationship for almost a year. And then wow. he decided to marry me. And we actually got married in Niagara Falls, but he was from Florida, Pensacola area. This is your current husband, David? Yes. I didn't know that. So he lived in, what was he doing in Pensacola? He was working for the FAA? He, he was working for the FAA, but he was also born and raised in Crestview, which is about an hour away from Pensacola. My son went over that's at. Okay. Okay. We're going to get out of here. Um, do, do, do we just blow off the, our last song or do I, I go over? Absolutely not. Okay. So here, let me take, let me take our commercials. Uh, I'll play the last song. Now you and I come back, say quick goodbyes. We'll, we're blowing the format. We're over overtime, but anyway, we'll do it anyway. It's we seven... always are, but you know what? You're the boss. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's 7.59. You know, I never get tired of that. I know. It's just, it's a tra- it, it's a song that transcends many levels. I If I hear that song every hour on the air for like a week, I still wouldn't get tired of it. I don't know. I don't know what it's about. It's it. like me and my immortal. It's, I love that song. It's the very first time I heard that song. I was at the Fountains of Bellagio. God, that's so weird. Here I talked to my oldest son. I told you, I don't know if I told you the story years ago. I He was probably 14 or 15. And we went out to Las Vegas for the NAB convention. He went with me. And we we're there for like three, four days. And the last day we finished up like at noon. Our flight wouldn't take off to like, you know, like, I don't know, five o'clock. And we had like three hours to blow. And I said, hey, man, you know, all the things we've done, what do you want to do? You know, and, you know, we want to go back and do something we did, or you want to go back and take a look at something, look at something real quick, go and have dinner someplace or something, you know, like eat a late lunch, early dinner. And he looks at me and says, can we go back and look at the fountains again? At that point in time, they were like, I think that would have been like 99 or 2000. They would have fairly new. They had only been there for a couple years, maybe a year or something like that. And it's sort of weird because here's a young kid, you know, 14, 15 years old at the time, wants to go look at the fountains. You know, what does that tell you? You know, I mean, that transcends ages because you go and look at the fountains there at Bellagio and you got kids and you got, you know, people who are in their 90s and everybody's enjoying it, right? Something about it. It's magical. Okay. It is. Something about it is magical. You are exactly right. Uh, We got to get out of here. You got any last things to say? Oh, thanks. Good, Sally. Shelly. <laughs> what? I said, I said, any last things to say? Oh, good. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> Okay. Everybody have a great weekend. Um, there's some things happening. Check it out on Facebook. And uh, it's going to be an amazing weekend to get ready for you for next week. And as you go through life, remember these important words. So whoever the hell Shelly is. Remember those words. <laughs> Those are words to live by. <laughs> yes. So whoever the hell Shelly is. Okay, I have to be super legal here. KSLQ FM Washington, K296HA Washington, KRAPAM Washington. Now we're perfectly legal. Shelly, have a good weekend. Hey, Brad, it's been a slice of heaven as usual. It's 807. Peace and I fly everyone. Hey, people, your mom called. She says to call Extreme Electrical for your residential, commercial, or industrial needs. Give us a call, 63. 63- Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.